suitable for this morning, ah, there, now you can hear me, is that we are talking about all things new. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was new. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah, apparently we're having a rummage sale. Uh, <laughs> so with all things new, um, that is the business God is in. I want to encourage you guys uh, to open up the word today. There's going to be some scripture shared this morning. My hope is that you walk away encouraged, um, but also walk away today with something that God has encouraged you to do. God is in the business of all things new. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, he created it. Create means to bring into existence. He brought into existence everything that we know. At some point, he brought you into existence through creation. God has always been in the business of making things new. Jesus commanded us to follow him in obedience that once we become his, we identify with him. We just celebrated so many lives this morning, right? So many lives that have said yes to Jesus and have identified and proclaimed today that I follow Christ. And there's some weight to that. Sometimes we don't stop and pause and think about what they're saying is they're giving Jesus an invitation to be L-O-R-D, Lord of their life. That means that Jesus dictates what happens in our life. That means that we need to listen to the voice of God and what he says to us. The key is, do we trust him enough to walk in the new life that he gives us? Do we trust him to walk us through something great and amazing and awesome? A full and rich and abundant life, like he hints about in John 10, 10. For behold, I create new heavens and new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mine. You see, when God creates something new, he lets go of old creation. Because what he has laid ahead is even better than what was. God is so creative. Guys, he doesn't have to repeat. Right? <laughs> right? We don't have to watch it again. We don't have to live it the same way. How many times do you open the word of God and the revelation is new to you daily? Yeah, yeah. Think about that. That's our God. He doesn't have to repeat. In fact, he's so dynamic. His word is so amazing that we can read the same words, but because of a different experience or what God is bringing us through, it's different. We see it differently, we experience it differently, it touches us differently, and therefore, we're new. God lets go of the past and embraces what's ahead. We can't hold on 
to past hurts and expect healing to come. Often, for us to have new growth, we have to let go of something. We have to prune something in order to get the new growth. When we hold on to things, we miss out on the next thing that God has for us because our hands, our hands are full of has-beens. Our mind is saturated with what we know. And therefore, we can't even grasp the new that God has for us. We set, we lament, we become complacent in what we know. And God's saying, I've got new for you today. I've got something fresh and alive. What you're holding on to is the past. Where are we going? I want to take you on an adventure with me. What do we need to let go of as we head into what God has for us next? Now, I want to be cautious this morning because I, too, love all the families of this church. And we had a great loss this week. And I want to be sensitive to the Diebold family. I love Gabe. We had many deep conversations. It's real community. And so when I think about and I talk about today of letting go, trust me, that is not one thing. We have, it's, this is fresh. And, and we're mourning. And this is hard. But we also know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. That God is doing something new. That there is something fresh. For some of you, it's letting go of the past school year and moving into a new one, whether it's a student or a teacher, right? For some of you, it's an old job that needs to be replaced with a new one. It's a new experience that you need to embrace. For some, maybe it's an old friendship that has to go so that you can embrace some different and new friendships that are fulfilling. Maybe it's time for you to embrace a healthier mindset. Perhaps you're at a point where you need to evaluate and think about, if I'm Jesus's, the sour attitude's gotta go. That we're to be joyful in all things. Wherever you're at, let go of what was and lean into what God has for you. Release and make these hands available to grasp. Let go of what you're holding on to mentally or in your heart so that God can do something fresh and anew inside of you. Whenever we let things go, we're allowing Jesus the opportunity to do something new. Now, you might have saw me throw this rope up here, okay? So, so uh, we're going we're gonna to pretend that this rope right here is, man, if you could just imagine a timeline, okay? So we'll just call this, we'll just call this my timeline, okay? And then, and then this rope here, you notice it's a little shorter, uh, but this timeline, let's say that this timeline represents, here, I'll come over here. Maybe this timeline represents 
let's say, uh, um, a conversation I have with God. Anybody have conversations with God? Okay. So this will signify the beginning of that conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with God and we ask God to move in our life. Right? We ask him to do something amazing. We, we perhaps when we're young, we dream about what we want to do, what we want to aspire to be. So let's just pretend that I'm in a conversation with God and I decide today that I want to be a doctor. I wanna be a doctor. My heart is full to help people. I recognize that people are in need of a doctor. I'm in conversation with God and, and guess what? My heart's desire aligns with the conversation we're having. God says, yes, we need a doctor. Yes, people need help. Yes, people are sick. Yes, they need a physician. Wonderful, God, wonderful. So I'm to be a doctor? And I hear the word from God clearly that I'm to be a doctor. And I move from that point. An exchange happens. An exchange happens. So we're in that conversation in the timeline, and I come to a point where God and I are in conversation together. And you know in conversation, there's both speaking and there's listening. And sometimes waiting. And sometimes we don't realize that in our conversation an exchange happens. So we're talking with God and we're pleading to God. And God, have your will in my life. Thank you, God. My heart's desire is to be a doctor. Thank you, God. You know, to be a doctor, that means I've got to go to school. So, so I definitely need to go to school and, and uh, get my education to be a doctor. So I, I pursue school. And, and in year three, oh my goodness, Lord, there's this beautiful lady. Lord, I like her a lot. And I'm going to buy her toys. And, and we're going to have a lot of fun together. And oh my goodness, these experiences we're getting married. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. And, and more toys and, and, a, and a house. We need a house. And, and a, oh, look at that child. Oh, wow, Lord, you're so amazing. These blessings and, and vacation. And there's another child. And oh, wow, we need a bigger house. Uh, oh, those are fun toys. We need a bigger house. Where are these kids coming from? We're on kid three and four, and, and before we know it, life has just taken over. And the conversation we had with God is all the way back here in our timeline. But we've lived this good life, Pastor Jerry. Yes, we've lived this good life, and we've lived this amazing life. My question is when we were in conversations with God, was there ever an exchange of kingdom? Was there a blending? 
I know this is weighty. It's hard to think about. Sometimes our heart's desire causes us to go in a direction and we've not set long enough in the presence of God for him to fully be revealed to us. Okay, here's a spoiler alert. If you are getting your way most of the time in your conversation with God, it is your kingdom that's being built. I love you. Don't hurt me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I trust, trust me, there's some new coming and the, and the story gets better, okay? Just stay with me for a minute. Do we trust the Lord at his word? If so, then you are a new creation. Do you recognize that? That if the old is gone and the new has come, that I am a new creation, I'm no longer gonna be servant of the old patterns or the way of life, that it's gonna be something new. Do you hear me? It's gonna be something new. God is in the business of new. It's not gonna be a repeat. If we're repeating, once again, it's an indicator that it's our kingdom. As a new creation, God wants to be your Lord because he knows not only what's best for you, but he also knows what's gonna be amazing for you. How many of you wanna live that abundant life in Christ? I do. I decided early on, before I was even a father, I want to do my best to live a life of no regrets. I want to do everything I can to honor him because I know if I honor him, even though I mess up, he's so amazing. Guess what? The spotlight's on him. Sometimes in life, maybe it's not a timeline like I shared with you. Maybe the pendulum swings the other way and it feels like your path is not clear, like, like you're trying to trek through the wilderness and you get lost, or it's hard to see the streams of living water when we feel like we're in a desert, dry life. And yet God's word reminds us in Isaiah, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do, not, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert. God makes a way for us. And he instructs us to stop looking back and press forward. To forget about what was and walk confidently in what will be. We simply have to trust that he has our best interest at heart. And I will give them one heart, a new spirit, and I will put within them I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. God gives us a new spirit and a new heart as we're that new creation. He takes from us a heart that was cold and rigid and he replaces it 
with a warm and pliable heart. Here's what that means. is that God, the Almighty, imprints on us the capacity to love when it was not once possible. That is a new that I want. 2 Peter 3, 10 through 13 reminds us that God's promises are new and coming. That he promises another new day is coming. That the old, the heavens and the earth will pass away, but a new day is coming. Jesus is coming back for what is his. Are we ready to receive him? Do we represent all the newness that he has for us? What still needs to be perhaps explored or discovered by you with God? And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. Jesus gives us the ultimate challenge, and that's actually to love those around us. For me, there are times where I am hard to love. There are times when I am stubborn. And I am thankful that I have people around me that I have chosen and they love me even when I make mistakes. I am thankful that there are people in my life that have the capacity to pass on grace to me when I fall short because I just am not enough, but I fall short. But because they know my character, they pass on grace. And that's through relationship. Because I have surrendered myself with the people I've centered around me, it gives me the strength and the ability to take a foothold so that I might bless others. You see, I need a community of people around me so that I can bless others. Why? Because when we do good... That is the work of the Father. And so when we do good, the enemy is ready to go to battle. And he is ready to defeat anything that would represent the God that I'm sharing with you this morning. Because what God has done in me, do you hear me? It's not me. It's what God has done in me that has given me the ability to stand here before you today and speak about his truth. I am not worthy, he is. I am not the one speaking to you. God is through me. Today is gonna be participatory. I'm gonna ask you to get out of your seats here in a little bit. I'm gonna ask you to come to these altars because there are so many things that we need to get busy doing. But there's also some things in our life that perhaps we need to let go of so that we can begin doing a new thing. 
what God is doing in you and around you and through you can be new if you decide that today. Now is the time as you enter into something new to walk according to his promises with trust in him fully. And if you say, well, I've been doing this, Pastor Jerry, then who around you needs your example? Who needs to be taught how to discover new in Christ? Today we can take away that we serve a creator that is in the business of bringing new things into existence. But it is up to us and how we allow that influence to dictate our life. And I wanna point to the concept of eternity. It is this time that we run the race with God versus some ideal of what we think represents God. The only way we will be successful in God's race is to remember that he creates all things new. It's to remember that he is our provider. It's to remember that he has given us a new heart and a new spirit, and it is his will that we want in our lives. Therefore, we have to cast off the old life in order to live the new one. So if we're continuing to live the old life, I want to challenge you, have you embraced the new? Have you fully taken in what God is offering? It's time that we run the race God has for us. Do you understand the race you're in? Paul understood it as he wrote 2 Timothy. He was in a cold, dark Roman dungeon. Paul knew in his every being that he was in the last days of his life. And he writes to a man that he's mentoring, that he has girded, that he has taken in. And he says this, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only for me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Here Paul says that he has run the race. He has run the race. He fought the fight, and he has finished well. So, Let's look at this rope again. I'm gonna ask you to use some imagination. I'm a kid's pastor, so get that imagination flowing, okay? So pretend this isn't here for a moment. Let's think about this, rest of this rope. In fact, let me do this for a second. Maybe this will make it easier. Let's think about this rope again, okay? There's a timeline. This is Paul's timeline. This red represents everything he did on the earth. This white represents his eternity. Imagine that rope goes forever, forever. It goes through that wall, under those chairs, through that wall, keeps going forever. It's eternity. How many of you think Paul did some amazing things for God? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's think this is his timeline here on earth, okay? 
Before he was Paul, we understand in God's word, he was Saul. He was battling Jesus. Anybody battled the Father before? Anybody battled God before? Uh, he asked you to do something you didn't want to do? Yeah, well, I did, okay. Okay, so, so we've got Saul on the earth, and he is protecting the law of God. He hasn't yet come into understanding of the new covenant that Jesus brings. He has an encounter with Jesus. Jesus tremendously changes his life in a radical way to the point of giving him what? A new name. A new name. Because of what? New purpose. He had new purpose when he encountered the almighty Jesus. He had new purpose, therefore he needed a new name. After he received his new name, he knew what his purpose was. His purpose was to proclaim Jesus Christ, the new way, the one has come, a new way of life. One that is loving and caring. A God that loves us. And we know that God, uh, through the word, Paul goes on to do amazing things. And we hear towards the end of his life how he's once again pouring in to someone. The key was Paul understood that what he did in the time he was here on earth influenced an eternity. That he was more concerned with this eternity than he was with this part of his life. Do you guys realize with eternity, a hundred years is pretty short? It's pretty short. Now, apply this to your life, where you're at right now. Perhaps this red, yeah, you're going with me, it represents our life here on earth. The white represents eternity. What we do in this time in our life is so crucial and so important. We need to make sure that the kingdom we're building is his. So let's go back to, let's, let's shift back to that first conversation I had with the Lord, right? I want to be a doctor. How many of you have prayed with God and you talked with him and then, I can't do a nod apparently, and then uh, you listen and then you wait for him to speak but then you also wait again. Has ever, everybody ever done a second wait? Like, here's what I mean. God, did I really hear you? God, are you really talking to me? Am I crazy? Am I hearing voices? God, is this you? Stop talking and listen. And then when he speaks, sit in it. Because it's in that sitting that his full revelation comes forth. That we would fully understand what he's saying. And the exchange wasn't that I wasn't to be a doctor. But I wasn't the one he was talking about. Yes, people are sick Yes, they need a doctor. Yes, they need a great physician. Would you point them to Jesus? Yes. How would you want me to do that, Lord? I want you to be a doctor. 
But as you're administering medicine, tell them there's a better way. When you're speaking to them and giving them an answer of what they need physically, talk to them that there's also a spiritual side to them. In everything you do in your life, is it a decision made, sorry camera guys, is it a decision made on the reality that there's an eternity? How are we spending these hundred years? Do you guys understand they're being spent? How are we doing it in such a way that it's honoring to the Lord? By the way, guys, this is the second rope. I need people up here behind me. There's a reality here that God is doing something new. And we have to be on page with him if we identify as his. This week we had over 20 baptized. Woo! That is something new. It signifies I am one with Christ. But what they're also saying is I'm gonna be a vessel to be used by him to further his kingdom. And we need to make sure that we don't get deceived by the enemy and exchange our eternity for something temporary. That when you're in conversations with people of this world and they don't understand and they call you crazy because you're investing in eternity, something you can't see, sometimes something you can't perceive, sometimes something you can't wrap your head around and they call you crazy, Tell them, I'm investing in eternity. I'm not crazy. I'm thinking about forever while you think about here and now. God is in the business of doing new. God is in the business of taking us, the crown of his creation, notice, God did not burn us up. He didn't throw us away. He didn't cast away humanity. Was there ebbs and flows to it? Yes. But are we here today? Yes. God loves us so much that he's saying, but you know what? With this creation, I'm going to do something new. I don't have to burn it up. I don't have to wash it away, I'm gonna do something new and it's gonna be inside of them. And I'm gonna invite the Holy Spirit to reside inside of them. No longer am I gonna be way up where they can't see me. No longer am I gonna be up in the heavens. I'm gonna come down to my creation. Guys, that was a huge sacrifice for God. I'm gonna come down to my creation and I'm gonna do something new. Because you know what? God has in mind something that none of us can fathom. And what he has to do in us can be so great if we can just grasp the reality that he's so good we can trust him. We're gonna open these altars and I wanna invite you to think about a couple of things. One, 
there are some of us in here that are mourning loss. Perhaps we need to wrap some arms around our family if they're to come down here or those of you that need to to process this with your family. Perhaps there's some of you out there and you're embracing the concept of new beginnings. Like this is a new chapter. And maybe it's just a little bit scary and maybe what you heard today uh, challenges you in a way that makes you uncomfortable. That's God. Respond. Don't sit in that chair and let the enemy have another victory over you. Come to this altar. This isn't a special place, but it's just like you saw with the baptism. You're making a stance and saying, God, I need you. Perhaps you're in here and it's time for you to explore the Jesus I've been talking about. That we, we saw these baptisms. This is a reality that people have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And they have said, God, I want you to come into my life. And then they repent of their sins. God, would you forgive me of everything that I have done so that I can embrace and live out that new life in you. And then you follow after Christ. We wanna be here with you for that. If that's you, I wanna invite you to come. The worship team is gonna play and we're gonna open these altars and we're gonna take a moment and we're gonna glorify God and this takes action on all of our parts to move. God is not interested in comfort. He's interested in movement because new things come out of movement. Your comfort is temporary. Your status, temporary. Your power, temporary. Your wealth, temporary. Invest in God's kingdom, not yours. Release it today. The altars are open. Would you come? Right now, as they play, would you come? We want to invite you. Move from your place and come. For today is his kingdom, and it's your new kingdom, because eventually it will be the only kingdom. Till the walls come falling down
blessing over you and if you need to leave we understand let's pray Father, just thank you for this day lord pray god that as we go forth from here god let us go with that heart and understanding that you are doing something new in each and every one of us god let us seek out what you're doing in us lord let us draw close to you lord let us hear from you and god let us forever continue to change our community for the better Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you that we get to take a journey with you. Father, we thank you we have the opportunity to be in relationship with you. God, bless this congregation as we leave today. Amen. Have a good day.